0: Hello and welcome to the Glorious Glow Empowerment podcast, where you are inspired to grow and get rid of limitations to enable you live a life of purpose. Today, we have a special guest, Meg Glessener, who will be sharing her story of abandonment, forgiveness and restoration. First Corinthians 13 verse 13 says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Listen to this inspirational story of how love conquered it all. Hello Meg, it's so good to have you on my channel. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, I'm, I feel so honored, Gloria. I know
1: we're gonna have a great time. You have such a wonderful podcast and such a heart for Jesus.
0: Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure, it's my pleasure. So introduce yourself, tell us where you are, where you live, what you do and all of that. <laughs> well, uh, I live in Seattle,
1: Washington. Wow. And we have eight kids. Four wow. <laughs> I know, right? Easy eight, mom. <laughs> eight, eight kids and four of them are grown. Mm-hmm. And I'm a grandma. Our oldest daughter actually just turned 30 the other day. Okay. I'm 53. And we have four at home with the quarantine. We have two of our college kids back home. And mm-hmm. then we have a high schooler and a middle schooler so we're busy here and uh just kind of working through the quarantine like everyone else
0: yes wow so tell us how old are your children it's children you don't look it by the way oh thank you well actually I feel, I feel it our, our oldest just turned 30
1: and then mm-hmm. we have uh, so we have four girls and four boys and okay so we have 30 28 27 24, 22, 19, 17, and 14,
0: our youngest wow. is 14, so
1: I've wow. been doing parenting for a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you have four grandchildren as well. Yes. Wow. Yes,
1: and we have kids in Eastern Canada. Our oldest is in Eastern Canada, pregnant with her third. I have a daughter who has a little girl, she, their family. She and her husband live in El Paso. I've got somebody mm. in Fairbanks, Alaska. And in California, so we're spread
0: all over. Wow, they are all blessings from God. <laughs> we thank God for that. <laughs> Amen.
1: Such blessing. Yeah. You know, you've got multiple kiddos. It's it's such an incredible blessing that you can't even state.
0: Yeah. I'm so I'm f- I'm first of nine. <laughs> you, you <are>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I understand. <laughs>
1: My husband's the youngest
0: of nine. Wow. Oh, well. So my channel, what I do is bring hope to people. So anyone who listens would understand that if you can get through all you've been through and come out on the other side victorious, then they can too. I'm encouraging women especially to live life without limits. Don't place limitation on yourself based on different reasons, you know? So that's why I like to bring guests on. Let's um, hear your stories and encourage one another. So let's start with your story from the beginning. Tell us all about it. We are all ears. I can't wait to hear it all. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, thank (laughs) you. I hope I do encourage a lot of women out there. We all need encouragement, right? Mm. I'm yeah, I'm a podcaster too and I yeah share stories about God's God's goodness. So for me, my story, I was born in Tennessee and my parents got married because they were pregnant and they were Catholic and you're not supposed to uh get pregnant. So they got married, but they really didn't love each other from the beginning. They were both
2: mm. independent
1: and hostile. And there was alcohol and there was abuse. My dad was violent to my Mm. mom and they had four kids, four kids, uh, five and under. So Mm. it was a lot to handle. And so they ended up getting a divorce when I was just five years old. And
2: Mm.
1: it was not, not a happy place to be brought up when Mm my mom was treated so badly that I think after that she went real internal. So she kind of Mm. checked out
2: Mm.
3: and
1: then she she had to leave in the middle of the night because she was afraid for her life. So she took us and then we lost track of my dad for probably five years.
3: Mm. So
1: she was a single mom. We were raised on food stamps and welfare. And Mm -mm. uh, I just, I just remember feeling like there wasn't enough food and, you know, I think as a young child also, <clears throat> as I got older, the thing, you know, there were, there was other kinds of abuse in the house too. I mean, right. as I got older, somewhere when I was a teenager, going to college, I remembered that my dad had abused me physically. And, oh, mm. yeah, sexually. And that was my first memory as a child. So oh, no. Right? So you've got me as a little girl who's going back and forth between parents and all kinds of things. I went to 10 elementary schools and it, my mom did her best, but she was also lonely. So she had different boyfriends and then some of them weren't nice and didn't treat me and my sister. Well, so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when you grow up and the people who you're supposed to trust and trust, yeah. Yes. That are supposed to love you the most. And you don't, understand what trust
0: is because you've been taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. So how did that make you feel mentally emotion, emotionally did, did you seek help?
1: I did not seek help directly cuz I didn't realize until mm-hmm. I was in college all the stuff that I'd went through. Right. Uh, oh. But I know God has done amazing healing work in my la- life. Well, mm-hmm. Let me uh, back back up a little so when I went back and forth to parents for elementary and middle school and I remember I there was no church actually my dad was an atheist
2: Mm.
3: so at
1: one point I lived with my dad and he was a a raging alcoholic so I was in high school living with my dad he's a a raging alcoholic we this is crazy but we had 10 foot pot marijuana plants in my backyard what yeah so and my dad was a very angry person he was Mm. rejected by his parents so i was always walking on eggshells and afraid and my sister and brother the same thing my brother you know we we were just all kind of afraid of my dad and and so your whole world is thinking about adults and how am i going to react to them and how are they treating me and he was an atheist too
0: yeah and what would he do if you were to do something wrong and all of that he would
1: yell mostly. Mm. Thankfully, mm. mostly it was just yelling. Yelling. Mm. But when you're berated every night as a child, I just remember crying every night and the way he talked. And I was one of those, you know, the personality types where you're a hypersensitive person? Yes, yes. That is me. Mm. So you take this little sensitive person and you have all the yelling and you have abuse and alcohol and all the things. And it's mm. it's hard on a girl. So. I just was dealing with life completely on my own you know mm. like inside my heart yeah but in high school i had friends that i didn't i didn't even know what a christian was and there was some christian friends and one day i just was so sad about the situation of school and life mm. and mm-hmm. oops i forgot something super important so my my dad, it, his alcoholism came to a head one night when my stepmom um, said they were talking about getting married, and she said, "If you don't stop drinking, I'm going to divorce you." Right. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sleepy. So let me just re, just restart that. <laughs> okay, that's so, fine. My stepmom said if they were, she was. Commuting to visit him for weekends, and they talked about getting married. She had a couple of kids. He had a few kids. That mm-hmm. if you don't quit drinking, I will not marry you. So he locked himself in a room, and he'd been alcoholic for 15 years, and he he threatened suicide. He had a harpoon. He talked about taking his life. My oh, step, right? And my stepmom piled us all in the car, and we went to somewhere nearby and my dad checked himself into a clinic so when i was oh. in 10th grade yeah my dad checked himself into a clinic and my brother and sister and i were at this house in high school alone completely all by out- yourselves for a whole month wow how old were you at that time i think i was let's see uh i was 14. 14 and i wow. was terrified one of my neighbors said the house looked like an amityville horror house which is a horror film and i remember just sleeping under my bed because i was so scared you the oldest of, of four oldest of five but my dad oh. had four kids yeah mm-hmm. so three of us three were there at the house and the
0: other was with my mom right okay
1: so mm-hmm. yeah we're just living at the house for a month while my dad's at treatment right
0: Wow. Were you going to school and all that by yourselves then? Yep. School and back. No social services to take you all out of the house? No. No. Nope. Wow. And just dealing
1: with that. So he's been sober ever since though, so yay oh. for that.
0: Oh, yeah. so something good came out of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of so he came back and then they got married and hmm. it came the dynamic of the house. My mom, my stepmom was very intense. Mm. And she had so many rules, and we really didn't have much of a relationship at that point at all with any of the kids. She was not, it wasn't a good switch for her. Mm-hmm. It took her a while used to be a mom. So I just continued in life, and I was pretty lonely. And I remember one day my junior year, so about a year later, I was at a dance and I was. Lonely, and I was sad. And one day after the dance, I was—I didn't have a ride home, and I was just waiting out on the curb, hoping my dad. I didn't want people to know I didn't have a ride, so I just pretended like I did. Yeah, just gonna walk home in the dark, forty minutes. (laughs) No. And she gave me a ride, and she's like, "So Meg, how are you doing? How are you really doing?" And I spilled my guts to her and said, "I'm not doing great." And I was so nervous. Remember the trust thing, like
0: yeah, yeah. I'm like,
1: I can't believe I put myself out there. And she said, You should come hang out with me and my friends. Oh. And so I did. I started hanging out with her and I started going to this thing called campus life, which is kind of like young life. It's an outreach ministry to youth.
0: Wow. Wow. That was a divine appointment there.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I still remember her name, Sonia. She God used her to change my life. And I spent the night at a friend's house. And after another dance at one point, we're all hanging out at my friend's house. And one of the guys there just has a Bible. So we're sitting on the floor and the guy opens the Bible.
0: The Bible?
1: <laughs> yes. You know what that was? I had I been to church. And I'd been to Catholic church a couple of times as a little kid visiting my grandparents. But... I didn't really know what a Bible was. Yeah. You um, mm-hmm. opened the Bible and shared the gospel with me, and I gave my life to the Lord.
0: Wow. Wow. What a way to give your life to God. That was awesome. How did you feel when that happened? And how did your life change afterwards?
1: Yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> When I woke up, I felt like a burden had been lifted. I felt like it was a new life. I was so happy and mm. excited. And when I went home the next day, I said, hey, dad, I wanted to tell you something. I said, I I, uh, I was just wondering what you think about God. Oh. And he was so angry. And he was like, I'm the one who puts the food on the table. I pay the rent. And he said, there's no room for God in my house. House. Wow. And so I thought, I don't think I'll tell him I'm a Christian right now. So I didn't. And I Mm -hmm. kept just reading that Bible Mm -hmm. and opening the word. And then I went to college. Um, So I just kept just quite having a quiet little faith for the next year. Mm -hmm. And when I went to college, I was going to go to a Christian college because I had a full scholarship for volleyball. Oh, but my man. dad said I couldn't go because it was a Christian college.
0: What? What did he have against Christians?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I think he was Catholic and he was just super mad mm. at God. So anyway, I kind of hid my Bible, but I found a Bible study at college and I started growing in my faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And someone invited me to church. And wow. I thought I really want to go. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. my Dad I asked him, I'm like, hey dad, I want to go to church. I was only seventeen in college, so when I started, but so I still was under the authority of my parents. But I said, Dad, I'd like to go to church. And he said, Meg, church is a bunch of propaganda. It's a bunch of BS. It's a bunch uh,
0: of bad- okay.
1: very upset. Right. And he said, you can go to church once, but if you want to go again, you may not live with me.
0: Oh, no. At 17?
1: At 17.
0: So what did you do? <laughs> Difficult so, place to be.
1: Right? And I just kept growing in my faith, and I would hide my Bible when he well, I'd hear him walk by, and I'd get scared. Oh, no, he's going to see the Bible, and I'd hide it under the covers. Mm. And I felt like this isn't a good way to live no and so i decided i wanted to go to church again and i told them that one day i said dad i want to go to church again and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he and my stepmom sat me down and they looked me right in the eyes and they said then you need to leave and wow they said i could not say goodbye to my sisters i was not able to say goodbye to my sisters and i moved out of the house two days later in with my mom
0: what because you went to church
1: because i was a christian i was a good student i was always the one who was on track with with everything i had good grades a good attitude mm-hmm. or my faith that i got kicked out of the house
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well we know what the bible says when we are rejected you know what happens you know, God is happy with us anyway, you know, if, if we are able, we are bold and can stand for God, he is also happy, you know, he's happy mm-hmm. that we don't reject him on earth and all of that, so what counts, what counts the most, what's more important is that we are pleasing God, you know, mm-hmm. and then he sorts everything out for us, so I believe strongly in that, you know, so when you moved out, what happened in your mom's, you didn't move out to your mom's house.
1: Yes. I I moved in with my mom who lived with a boyfriend at the time and, uh, just began to grow in my faith. I was, I'm a, I'm one of those kind of people who's like a hundred percent, (laughs) you know, I gave myself to Bible study to prayer times. I went to college. I put myself through school I graduated with a degree in Spanish. I met my husband at Bible study while I wow. was there, and I just really grew in my faith. We got married right after college, and <laughs> my, dad, my dad wouldn't go to the wedding. He didn't want to go to the wedding. Oh, because... he didn't. Did he? No. no. My brother gave me away mm. because it was a Christian wedding. My dad said he did not want to go to my wedding. Because it was a Christian wedding. Yes. Wow. So let's just say my early faith, I really had to be clear on who I am. I am a child of God. And he has called So my husband and I both serving God in ministry for so many years before we got married, we got married and we moved up to Seattle to Mm. plant a church. Uh, so we were in California Mm -hmm. and moved up to Seattle and, um, I know your podcast is on, you know, one of your main topics that you talk about is mental health. Yes. So that's something I wanted to talk about. Okay. So my, my mother, whom I, I would say after, after I, after I got kicked out of the house and started growing god used me my my sisters got saved Mm -hmm. my brother gave his life to the lord my mom got saved at a good old-fashioned tent meeting
0: praise the lord that's awesome good news
1: (laughs) and i know the lord used me there in college to disciple i think 30 women over my years in college Mm. i remember leading probably 20 women to the lord and just seeing god use that little seed of faith and yeah I was still me still a little bit lacking in trust a little mm-hmm. bit unconfident a little bit yeah. you know, the leftover things from my childhood and I think because my mom was so internal because she was mistreated by my dad she's always been a little bit absent emotionally yeah and as she got older so my mom passed away a year ago so the last ten years my mom I do think she struggled with mental illness, and she would say some really hostile, awful things to her kids,
2: mm. and she
1: was a believer, so that made it a lot harder when she says stuff like, she told one of the grandkids who said something on Facebook, you know when you post something on Facebook like, yeah. oh, blah, 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 and she she said, you shouldn't say that, and he's like, I can say what I want, and then uh-huh. he said, well, I not only unfriend you, I un you.
0: Oh I think I mean, yeah. she she internalized everything, the abuse she had been through, you know, and then I've heard something said by Joyce Meyer that mm. abused people abuse others, you know, because they don't know how to really do otherwise or how to handle it. You know, I think that's where the problem, you know, started from. And yeah, did, you, did she get great. did she get any kind of um Um, counseling, uh, things like that? She never did. She
1: was so afraid. She was one of those very afraid people. She was afraid of germs. She was afraid. She never left the house for 15 years because she got afraid of getting sick because she got sick at church once and she was sick for six months. So she didn't fly. She didn't drive too much. She would drive in the neighborhood. And again, I love my mom. She was a believer, but clearly there were some limitations yeah (laughs) yes and then so so that is something that i really had to work through because there was at one point my mom said we were playing a game words with friends and she thought i was cheating she she, in her mind she thought i was cheating Mm -hmm. and i'm a sinner like everyone else i have struggles but i don't i would never cheat on a game no (laughs) she falsely accused me and she yelled at me like you are a cheater and you are, I said, mom, I, I I can tell you, maybe, maybe there was a misunderstanding of what we set up, but I I know I didn't cheat. But anyway, so having my mom call me a hypocrite and all this kind of stuff, when I know that's wasn't true at all. Yeah. These are things that as a grown woman, and I'm sure that many of your listeners out there, we're women, we're trying to deal with children and respect our parents and do all the things, but there's issues that we face in our heart, in our mind that need to be from childhood and you asked asked, did I work through some things well I think two things that I needed to work through is trust Mm -hmm. and also boundaries because as a little girl I didn't learn to trust I learned that the people that were in charge of me I couldn't trust and really Gloria God has done such a work in my heart for through my husband to show me the love of God and through God's people to mm. show me acceptance
0: and yeah. love.
1: If I make a mistake, nobody's
0: mad at me. Like No. Right? No, <laughs> no one is mad. You see, you said something really important there. As women, well, you know, we have so many um, things to do, so many hats on, and sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves. You know, self-care is very important you know if you find yourself um with mental health problems and things it's always advisable to go out and seek help you know talk about it find someone to talk to because that makes it easier so you might be scared or have trust issues or i don't want to you know i can't trust like you you had trust issues and things but one person just find one person to confide in that helps to ease of the burden or the heaviness, you know? So I think if your mom, because your mom struggled with that and it, it got worse because she maybe didn't have someone to talk to, or, you know, there was no, maybe she didn't have, she couldn't trust anyone to deal with her situation and things like that. So women out there, please, if you are dealing with anything, you know, there's, um, it's always good to talk to someone and also delegate, it's, it's okay. To delegate, you can't do everything. You know, ask for help when you need it, please. <laughs> right. So Meg, you were talking about your husband and church. He helped you and everything. So yeah, carry on.
1: Yes, what you said is so good. Yeah, just talking to people, like finding a godly sister in the Lord mm. that, you have, that you can talk to and you know going to find uh I've never gone the help of professional help though I think it's great I feel like yeah. God's healing in me through his word through God's people through my loving kind generous husband and we've walked mm-hmm. through the word walk through thinking and you know I've written things down and read some great books where you're trying to you know figure things out one of the good books I read uh, over the last 10 years, is that really popular book on boundaries. And right. I realized with my mom, she did such, there was a time where I had to actually set a boundary with my mom and not let myself get so vulnerable yes. with her because I was trying to be a good daughter. And I'm a person who wants to love on everybody. Everyone. In my life. Yeah. But then when your mom is just kind of lashing and lashing, and if she would have had some medication, it would have helped balance out. But you know, sometimes you have to set a boundary and say, you know, Mom, I love you, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you back later. Mm-hmm. We can talk about this later, all the time you want. But right now, you're not, you're, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think best time because you can hear her yelling and stuff like that. And that's really hard for me to do. But again, setting up that little protection and boundary for yourself mm-hmm. to uh, to guard your own heart because you want to yeah. be there for your family. And if you're so stressed out about your relationship with your parents or your dad's always saying, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. You, you know, you're like, uh, maybe you can just say, Hey dad, I love you, but could, could we not talk about that every time you yes. need to set a boundary to protect your heart when your parents' relationship uh, and praise the Lord for all the mamas out there who've got great relationship with your parents and your <laughs> mom's your best friend hallelujah i am happy for you that has not been my experience Mm
0: -hmm. yeah we are all different isn't it that's why you know life it's more interesting because we are all different we're all not the same and i think god has a sense of humor you know he's very creative he's interesting and everything and he hasn't made everything the same because he loves variety you know and (laughs) i just think so we all can't have the same experience so I learn from you, you learn from me and we learn from one another and we grow together.
1: You
2: know absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: uh, last year last year my mom passed away and oh. you know what was been on my heart for the last 5 years Gloria is just to mm-hmm. just to see my mom one of the things she struggled with is bitterness and mm-hmm. unforgiveness she was a believer and I know she really wanted her grandkids to walk with the Lord, but she really struggled with bitterness. She would talk about things that someone did to her and she would be so angry about it. And the way she Mm. talked about her siblings or whatever, it was like, I just, we don't talk like that in our house. So it would just be so surprising to me. And so once I realized, and I think this is really important. Yeah. If you got listeners out there with, you know, who are in their thirties and forties, you know, sometimes you're still figuring out that relationship with your parents and Mm -hmm. where does this fit in? And you can be kind of upset, but once you realize your parents aren't going to change a lot in some ways, they're going to, you, you didn't get the parents that your friend got, you got the parents you got. Yeah. Yeah. And so once you get over that and just appreciate all the beauty in your parents that there Mm -hmm. is, I mean, Hey, my dad's, he's still he's still an atheist to this day but mm. um so I'll, I'll just give you an update on so how how things ended with my mom and then mm. where it's at with my dad today so my yeah i was
0: going to ask that <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So my mom once i realized you know she's probably not gonna change i just thought she's not gonna ever say meg i, mean, I know she loved me and she was proud of how mike and i have raised the kids and the lord and all that kind of stuff Yeah, She just wasn't great at communicating some of that stuff and she just would never apologize for anything she did wrong. So once Mm -hmm. you realize you're not going to get that, I just wanted to see her forgive her sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so last year, uh, almost a year ago to the week, she was going in for major surgery and I really wanted to talk to her about forgiveness. And so I had that last five minutes with her before and I said, Mom, how about forgiving your sister? Yeah. And I held her hand and she said, I think I can do that. And I Aww. said, we're good, mom, you and I are good, but how about forgiving your sister? And so that last moments that I had with her were helping her be reconciled.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. Her
1: right there. And, and I loved her and there were some very beautiful things about mom. I'm just sharing, since we're talking about mental health things that I've gone through with her. Yeah. And so I told her, I said, and mom, I know you want those grandkids to be saved and I will be in their lives. I will be there. And so, you know, the kid that she told this to and the kid that she Mm -hmm, told it to, mm -hmm. I am in their lives. I just spent a half hour on the phone with one of my nieces last night saying, you're a great mom, how are you doing? So even though my mom wasn't able to be that warm lovey-dovey grandmother, she she gifts and stuff, but the warm lovey, I feel like God has used me to oh. help make up what is lacking in my mom, mm. to bless my nieces and nephews and her grandkids, and oh. so so that's one blessing that's come out of it. When we work on ourselves, and it's all glory to God. Yes, we work those things in us, right?
0: Yes, yes, so true, so true. That's so good. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm so happy. So was she able to forgive everyone before she passed? she was oh great great beautiful beautiful may her soul rest in peace oh amen amen amen. such a beautiful story (laughs) so um how is life now that was your past now you are flourishing you 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 have your own podcast you host your own podcast you're a mom of eight grandmom of four Married for 30 years. Wow. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. We are doing great. Mm. Uh, like
1: I said, just getting through quarantine like everyone else. And, yes, you know, when you have kids that are in their 20s, you know, kids, it, it's always going to be a blessing beyond what you can explain being a mom. And there's always going to be trials. So I'm still trusting the Lord for my life. I'm still believing God mm. for my kids i'm yeah. still praying for each one of them they're in different places in their faith journey
2: mm-hmm.
3: and
1: i just pray god continues to work and <clears throat> i serve yeah. yeah like i have a podcast mm-hmm. letters from home podcast and you can find me on letters from home or on itunes all the place your podcasts are you know yeah you can find <laughs> letters from home podcast <clears throat> excuse me it's all right and uh but we, we share everyday extraordinary faith stories. So I do testimonials. We share testimonials. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: I've been just really enjoying that. I just started that a year and a half ago after being a stay-at-home mom for all these years. And God right. has made okay. this beautiful ministry that I've got to be part of. Mm. And one interesting thing. So you ask where we're at right now.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, two years ago, my dad had been r- run on rough times. Mm. And he had to go bankrupt and he ended up getting a divorce and oh. he had nowhere to go. And he, he moved up the coast. He moved in with us. So my dad who had kicked me out of the house all those years ago, moved in with my husband. He my lives Christian with family. you now. He lived with us for a year and we oh. helped him get on his feet oh we helped him get his own place so he lives about about 10 minutes away from us now we still love the kids love grandpa freddie and the cool thing is is when he came into our house he had been an angry atheist all these years mm. and he didn't have, he never called for the kids birthdays all those kind of things like he wasn't the most involved grandpa Mm-hmm. But we did have a relationship over the years and I love him, you know, and anyway, so he, he moves into our house and he's kind of angry at first and within 24 hours of living in the home, just being around the joy of children and, yes. my husband and the love in our home. saw that kind of melt. And so, yeah, I just took him shopping, you know, quarantine shopping the other day with our little masks on. <laughs> For my dad and wow you know one verse that i've really held on to mm. that god really spoke to me about in my college years and i call it my life first is john 10 27 and 28 my mm. sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow Hold me and I, give, mm. and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither yeah. shall anyone pluck them out of my hand Mm -hmm. so I view my life and all the trials and the things that I went through like I am in the Lord's hand Mm -hmm. and no one so that that idea of trust that I am the Lord's and no matter what this world holds no matter what my kids go through I'm a child of God I'm serving my king and I am just uh trusting that he is going to get in me great things, and and through all those that I care about, and I do seek to, I work with youth, I'm a, I'm a leader of 10th grade girls at church, and so I try and Mm -hmm. give back through podcasting, through loving those that are out there on the fringe, loving that kid who's off to the side, going to find that mom nobody's talking to, Mm -hmm. the Lord's really given me a heart to reach out to those that aren't in the mainstream of things, and so I think, I'm thankful that I'm in his hands and that I want to bring others along with me to join in this beautiful
0: adventure of being a Christian. <laughs> I know. Adventure of being a Christian and adventure of being on earth because we are his, we are his ambassadors, aren't we? And we are, put, we are here to represent him, you know. So we represent him by showing who he is to others, one person at a time. You know, just one soul at a time, yes. What difference can we make? So that's why I love to podcast, because you never know who is listening. You never know what's happening with people. And we never know how the stories would impact their lives for good. You know, I love your story. It's such a beautiful story of forgiveness, you know, and it's a beautiful story of showing the heart of God you know your dad came and he lived with you for one year you know that's so beautiful you know you've done such a such an amazing job and i'm sure god is pleased i'm so happy i just feel so happy to hear that story <laughs> it's so good great example to others to other christians as well So I was going to ask you how your faith has helped you on this journey, but you kind of answered it by sharing John 10, 27 and 28. So that's good. The one question I would ask you is for anyone going through or who has been through something similar and is struggling at the moment, what advice would you give them?
1: Well, I just, I think of this one verse that says, he heals the broken in heart and he binds mm. up their word. Yes. And our God is the great healer. And to reach out to someone, like you were saying earlier, reach out, mm. reach out to a girlfriend, a sibling, somebody who knows, knows the Lord, reach out to somebody who knows the Lord. And if you, if you don't know the Lord, then I just want to say God can heal. And so yeah reach out to someone or you know like you were saying seek
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
1: professional help yeah and be able to walk through some of those things Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. i totally agree i totally agree because the one thing the enemy likes is for you to think you're the only one going through this you know he puts you in a cage when that happens but when you share you find help and support you know that's that's very important
1: Yes, we're we're not alone. And for no. for me, one of the hardest things was being able to talk about being sexually abused because mm. I felt
2: like,
1: I felt like oh, if my kids find out, they're gonna think oh, that's I'm damaged. Yeah. I'm damaged. Or if you say that, but it sounds silly. But one thing that helped me is when <laughs> you see even some of the Hollywood movie stars say or the Me Too movement. Yes. So many people, this is a common problem and whether it's sexual abuse whether it's anger whether it's alcoholism if you're affected mm-hmm. by substance abuse mm-hmm. maybe your spouse is an alcoholic maybe mm-hmm. one of your kids is maybe your parent is yeah there so many things and it really does affect us and it takes time to work through these things yeah it does and but God is the great healer and there's Mm. such help available and you're not alone. And there's no shame. There's no shame. And you're not damaged goods. Mm -hmm. It's still Mm -hmm. part of God's plan. And there is, there is something that God can work in you through that, that you're going to be able to see, like I have such a heart for the kid that's out there that's damaged, you know, and I know I'm sure you do too. You got a lot of friends who are just mostly, About their own families, and Mm -hmm. you know, like, are my kids just doing the sports? And mine doing the sports too. But you know, have that little something extra in your heart. So even though it seems awful, and you can ask, "Why did that happen to me? How come that's my first memory? Yeah, where was God when you know my kid got raped, or when Hmm. you know this? You know, all these things that you can ask those questions. Yeah, but God is there. His eyes are open. He hears. And he is the great healer and he's the great physician. Mm. And though there's sin and awful things that happen in the world, he can still make something beautiful out of something that seems awful.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Meg. (laughs) Last question. What else would you like us to know about you before we end this interview? Hmm. Um, let's see. do you have a youtube channel do you have a book do you have anything else
1: things like that well i just have been i told you i was telling you i just been working hard on setting up a website and yeah uh, figuring things out and i love helping people tell their own beautiful god story on my podcast mm-hmm. and my email is letters from home podcast at gmail.com. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. no. L F H podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Okay. So if anyone okay. wants to start a conversation or has no, someone that has an amazing testimony that uh, they feel like should be told on a podcast, that would be great.
0: Good. Good. So you've had it all from Meg today. If you'd like to contact her, you, she's just shared her email um, information for you to do that. And she has her own podcast as well. You can check her out on all the podcast um, channels. Yes, all yes. The, yeah, available on all the podcasts. So it's been nice having you on here today, Meg. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I've been encouraged by your story. Hey,
1: thank you so much for having me. And I'm going to say an extra prayer today for all of your lady listeners out Mm -hmm. there that we would have that empowerment in Jesus.
0: Yes. Amen. 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 That's good. Thank you so much. Wow. What a true story of forgiveness. After tribulation, forgiveness came in and then restoration. God is beautiful. God is good. He can heal all wounds once we surrender to him. Thank you for listening. I hope you were all blessed by this episode. Do continue to listen as I upload weekly podcasts. I will be uploading regularly on Sundays. Um, I have a women's program coming up soon in July, on the 11th of July, starting at 10:30 a.m uk time it will be held online in zoom it would be nice to have you there go to my website gloriousglowempowerment.com to get your tickets and do follow me on youtube glorious glow empowerment and on facebook i am called glorious glow empowerment coach thank you once again take care and god bless bye